he'd said I was resourceful, which was the first time anyone had ever applied that word to me. Intelligent or thorough or even fastidious, sure, but nothing that implied that I was capable outside the research library. It meant a lot, but I wasn't about to tell him so. I give you my solemn promise as a vampire I will not harm a hair on your head, he said, in a tone so serious it sounded like a mockery, while holding up his left hand. Most people swear oaths with their right hands, I noted, because I did not, in fact, have a statistic for unprepared solo night-hiking deaths, but I was sure it wasn't optimistic. Sassy. You are sassing me now, aren't you? He said though he did raise his right hand. Yes, I am. And I have one condition, I told him. He rolled his eyes heavenward and sighed. What? I do not set one foot into the woods with you until you tell me your name. We're wasting time, and we're already in the woods. You got to accidental second base with me earlier. We might as well be on a first-name basis. If nothing else, it's just good manners. He waved his pale hands at me flinging water at my face. This from the woman who could barely be persuaded to have a polite conversation with me when I was being nothing but charming before takeoff. Are you seriously not going to tell me your name? I exclaimed. Not until you tell me yours. Anna Whitfield. I slung my hand up to shake his. He bent over and looked like he was about to kiss my knuckles, but instead hauled me to my feet. Nice to meet you, Anna. My name is Finn Palmeroy. My lips twitched. He did not look like a Finn, a Slade or a Clint or some other hyper-romantic soap opera hero name, but not Finn. And it seemed that his vampire side allowed him to see my smirk, even in the moonlight, because he sounded none too amused when he said, Girls with a name like an angry librarian should not throw stones. It's a family name, but fair enough, I said, barely restraining the urge to make a rude gesture. Let's go. My ballet flats slipped and slid on my feet while I walked, and I worried about mud sucking them off my feet as the vampire led me into the trees. I shuddered in my sodden clothes. While the air might have been warm, I still felt as if I was getting a full-body hug from a wet sponge. My only comfort was that Finn looked as miserable as I did. What about Ernie, the pilot? I asked. What if we run into him? Trust me, he doesn't want to run into me, he growled and I could tell by the slight slur to his speech that his fangs had descended. I dropped back to a safe distance. I'd had very little in-person experience with actual vampires. Not that I had anything against them. We just didn't move in the same circles. I was still in middle school when a recently turned tax consultant named Arnie Frank launched vampires out of the coffin and onto an unsuspecting human public. And then humanity had a collective nervous breakdown. Stakes were purchased and used on a grand scale. Curfews were imposed. Halloween was canceled. It took a few years for human governments and the World Council for the Equal Treatment of the Undead to reach a compromise that both sides could live with. Humans couldn't seem to accept that the monsters they'd always feared didn't want to gnaw on their necks at the first opportunity. Vampires were just looking for a chance to live out in the open without worrying about being staked by their paranoid neighbors. As a reward for not overthrowing humanity just by virtue of superior upper body strength, 
The council was allowed to establish smaller regional offices in each state in every country. Local council members policed newly turned vampires for irresponsible feeding behavior, settled quarrels, and generally kept the vampire circles respectable. My life after the coming out? Well, it didn't change much. My father, the professor, was too wrapped up in his work to pay much attention to a total alteration of humanity's view of the world, other than the possibility of having live, so to speak, subjects to interview about key events in history. He had no interest. My mother thought dealing with the reality of mythical creatures was too scary for me, so she kept me from watching the news, reading magazines, or surfing the internet for vampire news. And when she found out that my school was holding an undead American Awareness Week, she threatened to homeschool me. As with the sex ed lessons, I had to excuse myself from the classroom and do independent study in the library while my classmates learned about vampire culture. Because mother didn't sign.